think that if I was videoing myself going 172 while smoking meth, I have a feeling magically CNN would find it to be relevant again. You know, you got a billion from China, millions from Ukraine for no-show jobs, money laundering for Russian oligarchs with ties to human trafficking, insect trafficking. No big deal, it's Hunter, it's fine. It's totally fine, 10% for the big guy. I have a feeling if that was my text message, we'd be at like impeachment 37? I don't know, like where are we? I can't keep track, it's too many. It never ends, right? And those are the people in power. Those are the people deciding what happens to you, your children, your family's well-being, right? They are the arbiters of decency, according to the media. That piece of crap. I mean, think about it. Like, do you know? Let's talk about this for a second. Do you know what my father would have done to me if it was my laptop? <laughs> like, yeah, my dad would have sent me to Gitmo. Like, you're right. Yeah. I think Hunter could have used some of that tough love from Joe, but it seems Joe only loves sniffing children and maybe Hunter's sister. Where's the lie? Again, another thing that if it was my family, it would be a problem because I read about all the things that are supposedly problems. They're all bullshit, just like everything else they started, but, but it doesn't matter. And that's where we are. So. With Trump, you had peace, right? Remember the CNN? Well, who do you want to win? I just want everyone to stop dying. Like, at what other time in history was that not the right answer or a reasonable answer? And yet they lose their minds. It's funny, I was having a, a conversation uh, with Tim Ballard. He's going to be on my podcast. The, he's the subject matter. He's going to be on my podcast this week, and... We were talking about it, and I made two phone calls that were, you know, maybe somewhat political just for them to look at, right? I don't get to, you know, lobby for the government while my father's in power. I would have been in Gitmo, as we say, and uh, they tried to do that anyway. Um, one was for, like, the Pebble Mine. I thought that was an important environmental thing, so I just said, hey, you guys should look at this because here's the other side of the story. And they canceled that, which could have been a fiasco and a disaster. The other was I had met Tim Ballard in, like, 16, and he's telling me this story. And I'm like... You know, you know it's a problem, but you don't realize the volume. You don't realize the severity. You don't understand. Like, we can't even fathom that. And I remember, Tim goes and meets my father at the White House, and they're sitting there. My father announces they're going to they're gonna create a council looking at child sex trafficking and fund it with a couple hundred million dollars. The first person to actually do something about it. Yeah. And what happens? The left lost their minds. I mean, think about that. That's where we are. That's where we are as a country today, where if Donald Trump says, hey, let's take care of the problem of child sex trafficking, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, right, it's not a problem. We're not going to look at that. We're, we're, we're for keeping it the way it is rather than doing something about it. That's today's Democrat Party. They're sick, right? They've lost their minds. And by the way, so have some of the rhinos. I mean, right? Asa. Right? He vetoed the legislation that would have stopped the transition surgeries for minors in Arkansas. That's kind of a problem. Like, that's what you get when you have weaklings. That's what you get when you have people that answer to the left. They would rather be loved by CNN. Frankly, they'd like to be loved by all of, you know, mainstream media because even the conservative side has gotten what we call rather soft. Right? There's a difference. Right? With Trump, you can actually have that peace just like he was able to achieve in the Middle East at any other time. That would have been the holy grail of geopolitical politics. But because Trump did it, all of a sudden Middle East peace is bad somehow. I'm, you can't make it up, right? Same with North Korea. Remember that one? Trump's doing it all wrong in North Korea. I'm looking at, I'm watching the news, I'm like, why? Why is he doing it all wrong? Well, because I've been head of the convoy for 40 years dealing with North America. Well, like, what have you done? Like, since the Korean War, what have you actually accomplished? The answer was nothing. But it doesn't matter because there's no consequence for failure. There's no kind, you know, you get a promotion. 
Just like there's no consequence if you're a leftist lying before Congress or being Hunter and bringing Croak to the White House. Right? In fact, if you lie to Congress, whether it's Strzok, Brennan, McCabe, all these guys, they get promotions. They get contributorships. Jobs at CNN and MSDNC. So they can lecture you about morality and decency after lying to the American people, abusing their power, their authority, and making a mockery of our federal law enforcement. There's a difference. We saw in the last two weeks just how important that is. We saw the decisions in the Supreme Court overturning affirmative action. You saw, uh, this was, how awesome was it watching Joy Reid? It was the first time I've watched in so long, but it was so nice. It, oh my God! I went to Harvard, and I would have never gotten into Harvard if it wasn't for affirmative action. I'm like, are you kind of, like, I, I don't understand. Like, like you're saying, I, I was not academically qualified. I was not particularly good at anything. I, I wasn't really bright, but I got into Harvard because of affirmative action. I go, but don't you think you took, like, someone's spot who maybe actually deserved to be there? to jump out of the cake and saying that I'm being punked because I'm like, she's making my argument. Like, I, It's so nice when they don't even know that they're owning themselves. Right? You saw a Trump-appointed judge down in Louisiana, Missouri, say that the Biden administration and any administration is not allowed to collude with big tech to influence an election. Or otherwise. You saw that with the Hunter Biden laptop where people lied and magically said it was Russian disinformation. You know, we've heard this before. Doesn't matter, they'll say it because there's no consequence. So that stopped. So everyone says, you know what? Well, any conservative would have given us conservative judges. Really? How, how, many, how many Republicans alive today would have stood by Brett Kavanaugh? Like, let's say zero. <laughs> you think Mitt Romney would have done it? <laughs> you, you think? George Bush would have done it? No. They would have tucked tail and run. You think, you know, others? Chris Christie, you think he would have done it? The guy that gave us Christopher Ray, you think he would have done it? No. If you believe that he would have, I want to sell you his diet plan because it's been incredibly successful. No, no, but remember, right? Reagan, even Reagan, gave us Sandra Day O'Connor. George Bush wanted to give us Harriet Meyer, that would have been a disaster. It's not a guarantee that a conservative gives you a conservative judges, especially the weak ones. And frankly, we've seen that so many are actually weak. That's the difference. You need that. It's so important because we're seeing the results of that now. As we get closer and closer to kind of crossing the Rubicon, becoming a socialist dictatorial regime, which it seems like we have, when we have a weaponized FBI, when we have an FBI and a DOJ that would all concerned mothers and parents, domestic terrorists, for going to a PTA meeting and being concerned about the indoctrination of our children. When you have an FBI that seems to miss every actual terrorist, you know, they're on the list, but you know, they're, they're woke or they check a couple boxes, so we can't actually look at them because somehow finding like bad guys would be like out of the job description. Instead of doing that, they're going to focus on looking at Catholic churches because you must be a real extremist, right? They won't look at like trans terror because, I mean, if you're trans in 2023, you're like the most protected class in the history of the world. You can literally do anything you want and nothing will happen to you. We haven't seen the manifestos because, you know, I've heard all sorts of other terrors are terror, except for trans terror. That's different. That's special. You get protected. And that's where we are, folks. We have an economy that's floundering. Interest rates are going through the roof. Wait till people's mortgages start resetting. You think you had pain in 08? You're going to see it again. You top that with inflation. You top that with every, the government forcing you. Joe Biden used his first veto to make sure that your retirement savings had to be managed under DEI and ESG-type requirements. 
Because, you know, it's not about making a good investment. It's about making sure we support our woke causes and our woke donors. Screw your retirement. Who, do you, who cares? They don't. Right? Because, hey, Joe said his 10% will take care of the Bidens for life. Where'd it come from, you know? Listen, I promise you, China does not invest a billion dollars with Hunter because they thought he was a good investor. They're not like us. We need a little bit of diversity, so we're going to have a crackhead banker. The crackheads are underrepresented in the banking sector in China. So we're going to hire one, give them a billion dollars just for diversity. I promise you, they are many things, but they're not stupid. And yet, no one even asked the question. No one asked the question, are we making decisions that could take us further into World War III because of stuff that maybe someone else has that we haven't even seen yet? Now think about that. You've seen all the stuff on the laptop. It's pretty damning. Imagine what, like, Hunter was like, I don't know, maybe this is too much to video. It's a little far. Uh, I'm not going to video that. I'm sure someone has it. Because every decision we've made has been about making China first, putting America last. And so I saw this amazing thing. I saw this amazing thing. ABC News, I think I wrote it down here. They said something like, Trump's unprecedented campaign pitch. Elect me to get revenge on the government. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. You had me at like really strong economy. I was like, I love that. You know, peace in the Middle East, pretty good. Ending the never ending wars. But now? <laughs> You're adding that? Like, they think that's the. the reality now. Like he came in as an outsider. He came in with actual real-world experience. He'd signed the front of a paycheck, not just the back of one. Right? He understood that. Remember the, remember the old Obama? Well, Donald Trump says he's going to fix the economy. He's going to create energy independence. He's going to... There's no magic wand for that. Abracadabra! Like... something about anything you just have to be able to put America first not kowtow to the Chinese not fold and bow to every dictator that's out there right now Trump came in he knew that business side but what he didn't know what he didn't know was DC so you trust people you listen like I mentioned you listen to Chris Christie he said this guy could be great for the FBI okay you know well, disaster. Fine. But now, after four years, after seeing just how bad that swamp is, after seeing how they don't care about you, your well-being, they don't care about the Constitution, they care about furthering their power, their agenda, and ultimately getting on a board seat of big war, or whatever it may be. So why the D.C. Beltway, they don't produce anything, and yet they're the richest counties in the world. Right? That's why they're so against Trump, because now he knows that part of it, too. And that scares them more than anything. That's why he's going to implement Schedule F. You guys know what that is, right? Where you literally fire all the bureaucrats.
You don't have to run for re-election after that. You don't have to please anyone in the swamp. You don't care because, in all fairness, those people have tried to put him in jail for 450 years. So, let's just say you may have something, a little motivation to go after and do it. But not just him. They tried to do it to me. They tried to do it to our family. They continue to try to do it to our businesses, whatever it may be, and that's fine. But that's why the uni party is so against it, because that hurts their power, their ability to make decisions that benefit them and screw you and your families. They've been doing it for decades, but now it's been exposed. And there's only one guy, folks. We've seen it. Well, I thought... I think, I think Tucker ended a few careers on Friday. But I think, guys, there's a few more that have exposed themselves in the last few months, right? It's all right, sounds pretty good. Oh, they flip-flop because they got a call from the donor. Oh, they flip-flop because, you know, the, the Washington Post is going to write a mean article about them. Guy, there's only one person who doesn't care who only cares about you, who if he decided not to do any of this, all of this nonsense would go away in two seconds. You know that's the case. But there's one guy who knows that it's worth going through. There's one guy that knows that all of our freedoms, our liberties, your family's well-being are worth fighting for, and that is Donald J. Trump, and that's why... Well, nobody wants to get dead. 
And I found it really, you're laughing, but it's true, right? And I thought, what is the common theme of just about every liberal policy, right? They all help you get dead quicker. It's the most, right? Name one. I'll tell you how liberalism gets you dead quicker every single time. So I'm just in the car and I'm going through some stuff. I'm like, what do I do? What do we do? I'm thinking, just randomly throw some stuff out, Paul. Energy. Okay. If you're a liberal, you are going to get dead fast on energy because you're probably going to freeze to death. Your gasoline car is going to go away. So I don't know if you're going to Fred Flintstone it or what you're planning on doing. I mean, I live in Florida. I see the Florida crew. We got Linda and Larry, my homies from down here in South Florida. (laughs) Is that Mike? Hey, what's up, buddy? Got Mike. Go buy some my pillows. (laughs) I, I sleep on that pillow. So think about energy, right? Thank you. You got, you're, it's, it's 172 degrees down here in the great state of Florida in January, right? And you're going to get on what? You're going to get in your Fred Flintstone car? With a, and you're going to what? You're going to bike it 25 miles to your job every day? You better have a lot of damn electrolytes. Maybe an IV in your arm like this or something like that. The whole, maybe doctors on staff. This is what they want. Now, did you read about this? I'm trying to take away your gas car. This is this stuff is all real, by the way. It's not some kooky conspiracy theory. They keep piling on new rela- regulations, so you have to go buy a gas, uh, a, an EV car that you probably can't uh, can't afford. They're like a hundred grand for a good one, right? But here's the kicker: how liberalism helps you get dead super fast with just energy. They want to make these electric vehicles with these rare earth minerals and mine all this stuff. And here's like the real kick in the teeth, right? We don't even mine it here because the environmental crazies are like, no, no, no gas, but no mining either. So this is where you're like, gosh, can these people get any freaking dumber? Like, how is this even possible? So the Chinese Communist Party is like, yeah, we'll mine the hell out of our, we don't even have any environmental regulations. And then we'll screw up the environment you claim to be supporting while we move to an economy that'll help you get dead. And liberals are like, yes, this is awesome. These people are so stupid. It's like, it's hard to break through, man. You like want to shake them. You're like, you guys are nuts. Hey, what's up, man? I wish it was like a Morgan Wallen concert where he grabs the phone and stuff. I love Morgan Wallen. That guy's awesome, man. Ain't no. So all these people want to do on the left, and remember this when this election comes up. It's a simple question, right? You're going to have either Trump or DeSantis or Vivek or someone versus the rotting bag of oatmeal in the White House, right? So your choices are this. Get dead or don't get dead. Like, that's it. There's no option C. There's no all of the above. There's no none of the above. Those are your choices. Think about it when it comes to a very serious topic, something I know is on your mind. Folks, this, this culture war we're undergoing right now with the left's weaponization of sexual identity politics and the, and the just endless attack on our kids. You want a society to t- collectively, ideologically get dead fast, start corrupting the minds of the kids. Yeah, it's happening. It's happening right now. And there's a reason. I talk about this on the podcast a lot. If you want to check it out, it's on Rumble, the free speech platform I'm proud to be a part of. Yes, yes, thank you. Rumble.com, check it out. But I talk about this all the time. I don't want anyone in this room to be confused about why they're coming after the kids. There's a lot of chatter and stuff that goes on on Twitter. And people say things like, well, you know, they're all perverts. And you know what? Listen, attacking kids with... With, with sexual things, they're not mature enough with their brains. Certain people have taken advantage of that. And I'm not telling you there aren't people who are really corrupted doing that. But ladies and gentlemen, that's not the primary reason that the left is doing this with this war on our kids and pumping inappropriate sexual content to kids. This was the kind of stuff you were arrested for just a few years ago. And now all of a sudden it's like a mainstream position on the kooky left. There's a reason. I want you all to remember this. Don't forget it. Because if you don't understand the enemy you're fighting, you are going to tactically lose the battle because you're not prepared. They're doing this because these socialists always understood you can't have communism without the kids. You can't. 
because it doesn't make sense. No one wants body bags and starvation. Everybody wants to own their private property and work for a wage. No one wants to give their stuff to other people. So you're saying to yourself, yeah, Dan's right. Like, communism sucks. I want to own stuff. I'm not giving my iPhone to some guy who doesn't work because, you know, from each according to their abilities to each according to their needs. That's crazy. So you're probably saying to yourself, too, well, if it's crazy and it kills people and starves people, then why is it still around? I mean, Fukushima told us it was the end of history when we conquered the Soviet Union, right? Reagan won 49 states. So how are we back at square one again? With Bernie Sanders, a billionaire, and Elizabeth Warren, uh, she doesn't even know what she is. She thinks she knows what you are. Yeah. How are we back? She's confused. She doesn't even, she should take a 23 and me or something. She doesn't get it. So how the hell are we back here discussing the ravages of communism and socialism again? And the answer, folks, because they beat us in the education system. We got our asses kicked, man. It's that simple. We did. We fell in love with the Republican Party a long time ago, and I love being a conservative. I'm so proud of it. But we fell in love a long time ago with the Republican Party, at least at the swamp level, not with you in this room. I'll take it personal. That really believed, hey, man, here's our message. Tax cuts. Stay away from that other stuff. No. Bullshit. That other stuff is the stuff. That's the stuff that matters. That's the stuff that really matters. How do you have a society not anchored in God and higher values and in arguing about tax cuts? Listen, I love the Trump tax cuts. Greatest thing ever happened to me. I love it. I will advocate for economic freedom till the day I die. But make no mistake, folks. That's not what our party's about. We have to be about saving the kids and the next generation and the education system. They stole it. They took it. They kicked us all out. There are almost no conservative teachers left in liberal states. They stole it and they took the kids from us and they weaponized instruction in the classroom to get these kids confused. Because remember, you will never have commies without the kids. They have to confuse the kids. And the way, the best weapon in this fight, the best weapon to confuse kids is to feed them something they don't understand, which creates a sense of confusion and dismay. What's the perfect weapon? Sex. Kids don't understand it. They're not ready to understand it. They're not, God didn't create human beings to understand that physical act. Up at, it's for a reason. It was genetically efficient. The designer, the intelligent designer we call God did it that way on purpose. Did it that way on purpose. So they feed these kids, this, this, I mean, essentially porn in classrooms, this grotesque stuff, because it confuses them. And then there's step two. Because remember, you don't have commies without the kids, right? So how do you confuse the kids even more? Once you've effectively fed them all this stuff that they don't understand at all, and you've softened them up, you tell them, hey, your parents are old fuddy-duddies. Those crazy conservative parents, you know, they, they, they just don't understand. They don't understand you. And you get this sense of disillusionment. Do you see how this was all thought out? Folks, listen, man. None of this was by accident. I have dedicated my entire adult life. I walked away from a great career I loved in the Secret Service. I, I have, although yesterday I had magnetometers, you guys must have been sweating. I felt, I want to come down and run the magnetometers myself. I felt so bad. I'm like, yeah, just go in. Go in. I'll frisk you or whatever. So, but I love my job. They screwed up this cocaine gate thing, but that's for another day. So I walked away from that because I've studied these people my whole life. Nothing they do is by accident, folks. Nothing. Everything they do is for a reason. They know government sucks. You think they want more of your money because they believe government can spend it better? They don't want any of that. What they're doing is buying off constituencies to keep them quiet so they can enact their agenda. That's it. That's all this is. Right? And what is it? It helps you get done. Because now you've got no money, you've got no car, you're Fred Flintstone in it. And then you go back to, say, health care. Why do they want centralized government control health care? Oh, because they think government's going to do such a good job. Health care is expensive. No, no. 
You ever listen to my show where I do the Clar Clarice? No, Clarice. That's not mm. what they covet. I do it all the time from Silence of the Lambs. What is the left covet? What do they covet? Power! Power! And you will have no greater power over society when you control their money, their kids, and whether they live or die. You actually believe they think healthcare systems run by the government are more efficient? Who in this room believes that? Can we get a show of hands? Okay, it's unanimous. I don't need a show of hands because I know you're all smart. No idiot believes that. If they control the healthcare system, they control everything because they have the power to make sure you live or you die. They know full well that when you have a healthcare system run by the government, there's only two ways to allocate a doctor's time. Only two. If you can tell me a third one, I'll give you the Nobel Prize for economics. You can price it or you can ration it. There ain't no other way, folks. That is it. We live in a difficult world with difficult choices. You can pay for it or you can ration it. And then, who gets to ration it? Who gets the health care? The answer is the people with the hooks, the connected few, while you all die. That is power, man. That's real power. Listen, I, I'm running a little low on time, but I don't think they care. But anyway, I don't want you to leave the room tonight without understanding that very simple thing, that nothing they're doing now is by accident. Nothing. The voting systems, the kids, the war on the kids, the attacks on health care, the attacks on energy, the attacks on the economy. None of this stuff is by accident. They use useful idiots to do it, and they are at war for this culture. And if you ever wanted a society to get dead and get dead super fast, the quickest way to do it is to centralize power with swampy idiots in D.C. who know absolutely jack about anything going on in your life. It is the single stupidest thing I have ever heard. I want to, I got about five minutes, so I'm going to, I, I want to end with this because it's, it's, this is important for you in the room. A lot of you are, are turning point to generally a younger group, although I'm noticing, like, getting some people my age here, too, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I like that. Having said that, if you're 48 like me, or maybe a little younger, or maybe a little older, I know Larry's like 25, but whatever. You look good, Larry's for 25. Larry, stand up. He's 25 years old. Larry said, look at this guy. He looks good. I may be past my turning point, but to the younger kids, really, I turned a long time ago. I'm on kind of the back end now. But, you know, I went through a lot with my health and, and cancer and all that stuff. It ain't a sob story. Who cares? You know, everybody's got their, really, it doesn't matter. But, uh, you know what, thank you. But, but, but it was a powerful moment in my life, and I, and I don't bring it up because, uh, you know, I'm looking for anybody's uh, sympathy because, you know, when you're sitting there at MD Anderson in Houston, this cancer hospital, and I was like 46 at the time, and I had stage one lymphoma, which was pretty manageable, and you see these 13-year-old kids, you know, no hair, leukemia, stage three, four, they're dying. They wheel them in on gurneys for radiation. And you look up at God and you're like, you know, I don't pretend to understand all this, you know? I should never bring that story up because I don't pretend to understand any of this. But I learned so much, you know, in that moment. When I eventually recovered from it, I kept thinking back to my childhood. And I, I, I used to love comic books. It's this kind of Manichaean part of me, like good versus evil fights, you know? I've always had that in me. I think it's why I became a police officer, right? And it really brought me back to my childhood because you start to think when you come to these life-changing moments, like a cancer diagnosis, you start to think like a child. Um, you don't think anymore about long-term time horizons. Kids don't think like that, right? They think about the wiffle ball game at dinner. They're not thinking about, like, what am I going to do when I grow up? Adults do that. But when you get these moments that I'm sure a lot of you in this room have tragically had yourselves, do you notice you start to think like a child again, right? Everything's on a horizon of 10 minutes in the future. Like, holy Moses, man, I'm, if I don't survive this, like, I'm not going to see my daughter's wedding. You're like, what? It, you become... You become, that, you, you, you become that kid again. And I remember I used to go to this cigar store when I was a kid, and they sell comic books, and I loved comic books. 
and I used to love Daredevil and Batman. And the reason I never bought Superman comic books was because Superman could never be hurt. And I thought to myself, like, I love Superman, but he's not really brave. Like, he can't get hurt, right? And I thought, like, Batman's just a dude. Like, he's got no superpower. He's got this fancy belt or whatever. Maybe he's got a my pillow. Maybe Mike gave him the slippers. He's got some my slippers. Batman, my slippers, right? That may be a superpower. But I wanted to, I, Batman was real to me because, folks, they, they, there's no courage, you know, without fear, right? Can we all agree? Like, there's no courage without fear. And I used to buy Daredevil, and I got to thinking after this whole bout with this disease, I got to thinking to myself, it was Daredevil, the man without fear. And I thought, no, no, no. That's totally wrong. Like, Daredevil didn't have any superpowers. He was blind, but he just had this radar, but it only compensated for his vision. Like, the reason Daredevil was cool was because he was scared. We're all a little scared. And, you know, that's okay. That's a gift, man. That's a gift. That, that, that failure and that fear is a gift. I wrote a whole book about it. It's called The Gift of Failure. It's coming out next month. I hope about everything I screwed up in my life. Fear is natural. Well, thank you. I screwed up a lot. It's a long, it's a long book. Believe me. <laughs> It's embarrassing at times, but worthy of time. But there's no courage without fear. There's none of it. So to everyone in this room, especially, if I may, just for a moment, to the, to the young ladies and men out here, 25 or younger, listen, I know it's hard to be a conservative. I know. I know it's hard to be a liberty lover. I know it's tough. I mean, if you're the safest place for you, if you want safety and security, I'm going to give you some hard, some hard news right now. No fake news. Don't be a conservative. If you're looking for, you know, a soft landing in your life, don't be one of us. Because we're the renegades now, we're the misfits. And this ragtag army, this, this, you're damn right. We are the misfits now. We're the renegades. We are the counterculture that some of you older than the 25-year-olds remember from the 60s. That's us now. And you know what? For as much as you didn't like them, it took a little guts back then to say, hey, I don't know about this Vietnam War thing. Like them or hate them, they, just, they decided they were going to throw it out there, maybe smoke a doobie and do their thing. They were the misfits, right? Now, I don't smoke doobies. It's bad for you. Don't do drugs. Remember the Nancy Reagan egg thing? Don't do drugs thing, right? Having said that, I am begging you to please stick with us, man, because there is no courage without fear, and there is a second creation out there. There is a God out there, and you are one day going to have to go there with your CV resume for life. And that better have some suffering in it, because it's only through that suffering that you are going to understand real joy and real pleasure. That look on your kid's face as they hit that single to win the game. You are only going to understand that, and it is only going to matter if you intentionally put yourself through suffering and pain. God put you here to enjoy your life, but make no mistake, he put you here to suffer too. You would never understand happiness if you can't contrast it with the unbelievable sweat equity you have to put into getting through your everyday life fighting for freedom. There is no courage without fear. So go forward. Embrace it. Be afraid. Be a little scared. That fear is natural. Fail. Fall down. Get back up. But understand, you are on the right side of freedom and liberty. You are the tip of the spear. And this country won't get dead if you keep it up. It's been an honor to talk to you. Thank you so much. Not one second. Look at, look at, thank you very much. Fox does suck. And let me tell you why it sucks. You're the vanguard of a revolution. It takes 4,000 political appointees in the second Trump, third Trump victory, second Trump term, 3,000 non-Senate confirmed. We have, what, six or 8,000 here. You are the cadre that is going to inform this government. You're going to take over this government. You're going to take over the administrative state. That's why old man Murdoch doesn't want to show it. He understands you're about action, enough talk. Think about it for a second. Charlie Kirk and the Turning Point team 
have come from nowhere. And now we heard last week that Fox is not going to cover them. They're, they're, they're too activists, etc. What other gathering in our country over the last couple of years has had the kind of speakers you guys have had? Look at this. Look at this. From leaders in the House, you got Boebert, MTG, Matt Gates, Josh Hawley in the Senate, J.D. Vance, Ted Cruz. You got every political, you got every guy running for, for the presidency that's serious. Donald Trump comes here and gives an hour and a half primetime speech that is, it's, it's not a rally speech, it's got gravitas. He talks about what he's going to do. Not one second, not one second on Fox News. You know what they're doing this afternoon on the Howard Kurtz show that gets like 50 people to watch it. They got a tragic figure on there right now. Governor Ron DeSantis. He's a tragic figure. You know why? He bought into the Fox narrative. Remember, Tucker Carlson told us it's all about narrative control. If the globalist Murdoch corrupt, globalist Murdoch family can't control it, they don't want to have it on there. That's why not one second of this conference and not one speaker has been on there. But this afternoon they got Ron DeSantis, who they have destroyed because he made a fatal mistake of thinking if I can go on Fox and have enough T-ball and coach pitch for a year and a half that the rubes will just follow me. You're not rubes. You're the smartest people this country's ever produced. You know why? Because you don't buy the bullshit. That, that decrepit cretin is out in Sun Valley with the other Davos billionaires cooking up how they suppress and rip off the American people. His family, it's reported, they're off the coast of the Amalfi Coast, right, in Italy, on their, their four or five $150 million yachts, arguing with each other who leaked what so it could go on succession. The last time real Americans were on the Amalfi Coast, they were fighting up there to take Italy in World War II. Murdochs, why are you not in Daytona Beach? Why are you not in Myrtle Beach? Why are you not in Virginia Beach? Why are you not down in Imperial Beach? Why are you not in a, in a motorhome in one of the great national parks? You know why? Because you're not Americans. You're a bunch of foreigners. The one time Ron DeSantis, a tragic figure, went off the plantation and talked about Ukraine, they go, oh, no, no, let's get Lindsey Graham on here. Let's get him a night. Come on, heel boy, heel boy. No, no, no. Ukraine, oh, no, we got to send all kind of money to Ukraine. To think what idiots you are. Think about it. Sound of Freedom this weekend after, after having a great Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom. Another 35 or $40 million at the box office, no marketing money. Sold out everywhere. And hell, half the, half the theaters are cutting off the air conditioning, cutting the sound, not putting it up. People giving standing ovations in Times Square. Of course, now the GOP, have you seen it, GOP? The Senate GOP just came out with a, a four-minute video of how they're so tough on child trafficking. They're sitting there with knitted brows, John Cornyn and Lindsey Graham, and they're sitting there with knitted brows going, where are the 350,000 people? Where are the 85,000 people? We don't want to hear it. You're there to draft all Sound of Freedom, and you're there to raise money. It's a bunch of crap. Why did you approve the omnibus bill? Why did you just give him $15 trillion to spend? If you want to stop the child trafficking, stop the child trafficking. Cut the money off. I'm going to give you the sound of freedom. The sound of freedom is on the afternoon, 500 and what? 44 days from now, or 584 days from now, on the afternoon of the 20th of January, in the year of our Lord, 2025, when Donald Trump... When Donald Trump takes his hand off the King James Bible. When Trump takes it off the King James Bible. We're going into every alpha. We're going to.
the CIA, the FBI, the DNI, the CIA, all of them. And we're going to release every single person that either trafficked people or looked the other way to traffic people. We're going to put it all out for the American people. All of it. We're going to let the American people see how these kids got trafficked in the United States and who helped them. Who either looked the other way, which makes you just as guilty, or who helped them. And your tax dollars were going, so I don't need John Cornyn, and I don't need Lindsey Graham with knitted brows going, this is very serious. And you should, we don't need any more uh, detailed, tough letters over to DHS. We need names. We need information. And the American people are going to weigh and measure it. On the afternoon, by the way, this, 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 uh, this, um, primary is a joke. Ron DeSantis is a tragic figure. Good governor, could have been a great governor. He drank the Kool-Aid of the Murdochs and the donor class. You know why? They're neoliberal neocons. And he was going to be their boy. Oh, Trump without all the baggage. They weren't going to have any Trump policies. That's a misdirection play. You know that. And now that Ron DeSantis has worn out his welcome and he's doing Howard Kurtz on a Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock with an audience of 50 people saying, well, Donald Trump didn't really execute. No, come on, man, knock it off. Grow up. And I got news for Glenn Youngkin and Kemp and anybody that's the next guy in the, because Burdock's out there. He's out there, out there in, uh, in the Davos and Sun Valley. He's going, you know, I think Youngkin could be a very serious or Kemp. Come on down, bring it. Because we'll destroy you just like we destroyed DeSantis. We don't have time for a diversion. We need to be focused right now on the election apparatuses in Wisconsin, Georgia, Arizona, and to get behind Donald Trump and get serious about taking this country back. crusade. This is a holy war against the deep state. Donald Trump is our instrument for retribution. I don't want to hear Glenn Youngkin in a vest. I don't want to hear Kemp with his Georgia accent. I don't want to hear it. Donald Trump is our instrument for righteous indignation. And it's not going to be Biden. They're gonna, they're gonna have uh, Newsom or big, excuse me, Michelle Obama. <laughs> Sometimes I can even feel the Murdoch's pain. Come on, you guys are unruly. You should be unruly. General MacArthur said you're not going to be remembered for the rules you didn't break, right? This is a crusade, a jihad, a holy war against the deep state and the administrative state. Here's what Trump's going to do. Here's what Trump's going to do on the afternoon of the 20th after he takes the oath. Going to go up to the White House. No, not, not, no lunch. No lunch with the big swells. No lunch in the Capitol with all these guys. Forget that. Forget that. He's going to go up, and before he even has the parade, he's going to do the following. He's going to declassify everything. <laughs> Who are they trying to hold the... We know the enemies, the Chinese Communist Party, the KGB, the mullahs, in the administrative state, they're trying to keep the information from you. You're the most powerful force in the history of mankind. The revolution, the civil war, World War II, there is nothing ever defeated the American people. And an informed, an informed American citizen with the consent of the governed that does not comply needs that information. You know what we're first gonna do? We're gonna release the all the assassination files on John F. Kennedy, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Bobby Kennedy, 
throw in two more for bonus. The assassination attempt on George Wallace, so we covered everybody. And under Bill Barr, we're going to take the file on Jeffrey Epstein and see who murdered him under Bill Barr. And every foreign intelligence apparatus that worked with him, it's all coming out. We're going to go over to the CIA. We're going to release everything. We're going to declassify it all. You know why? We're going to start with declassification of the 25 heroes that were CIA agents embedded in Beijing and throughout China that were murdered. Why? Because the mole turned their names over. We need all the investigative files. Can the American people handle that? You think they can handle it? We're going to release it all. All of it's going to be declassified because the reason they classified is to keep the information from you. So once you're empowered, there's nothing to stop you. And that is why Fox does not have this on. You've got better coverage from BBC, CNN, MSNBC. You know why? They understand news is being made here. They understand this is political power. They understand this is a populist nationalist revolt. You're not, you're not a Fox globalist Republican. You know what a Fox Republican is? A Fox Republican agrees that Kevin McCarthy's doing a great job. That, except for Tucker Carlson, hold it. It was going to be anarchy and chaos. Remember, if Kevin McCarthy wasn't put in immediately, if we didn't have the mighty six that stood up in the first week of January, have nothing. the NDAA, we're sitting there begging for scraps. Oh, can I please get some of the woke out of here? Can I please get some of the weaponized out of here? Begging like a supplicant. And not even one mention of Ukraine and not forcing Joe Biden to come to the table with a war powers resolution and tell us what's the plan for Ukraine. If we're going to send hundreds of billions of dollars over into their bioweapons lab and who knows what else, can't you come to the American people and describe it? No. Fox Republicans say he's doing a great job. Fox Republicans don't mind that he gave, that McCarthy gave uh, Biden $15 trillion in two years and four or five trillion dollars uh, in deficit to add to the national debt. Think about it, think downrange. Trump's gonna come in office, we're at 37 or $38 trillion of debt, interest rates through the roof. You have another nine or 10 on the balance sheet of the Federal Reserve. In addition, the, the Trump tax cuts come due. That's another four or five trillion dollars. Trump's gonna be handcuffed from the beginning and they know that. That's where they're doing it. That's a Fox globalist Republican. You hear it night after night after night. If you don't believe me, look at this new GOP ad for, oh, all of a sudden they're so concerned about the kids. Where were you when you had the ability to shut down the funding? Don't sit here with the little tennis shoes and the dresses and all that. Don't sit there and tell me and tell me how much concern you have. You have no concern. This conference is about action. We're tired of talk. We're tired of committee hearings. We're tired of stern letters. We want action. And we're going to turf these people out. The reason it's not going to be Joe Biden, you already tell. They understand this is not working. Really look at the real polling. Trump's up, I don't know, seven, eight points. They know they got to go to the bullpen. They need Newsom or they need Michelle. <laughs> or, or, or who? Who? You're so good. You're so good. Oh, my God, you're so good. Think about, think about, think about Biden for a second. They talk about, you know, Senator Scott, Tim Scott, he's a good man. He's a good man. He's a good man. He's got a good heart. But Senator, Senator Scott, he's wrong about one big thing. He keeps talking, oh, it's morning in America. We're sitting on a hill, and I'm going to do all that. No, Senator Scott, Ecclesiastes tells us there's a time and a season for everything. This is the dark of night in America. Because the administrative state and radical Marxist, atheistic, Democrats control this country. That's what we're fighting to take back. That's what this fight's about. This, think about what, he, think about the city on the hill. 
The city on the hill? Look at how we portray the United States. Joe Biden's over there. He's sniffing some young girl in Lithuania. You see that? You see that? You see that? It's terrible. He's sniffing. The Daily Mail's got to be sending. The little girl's petrified. She's clinging to her mom. Her mom doesn't know what to do. She's terrified. Hey, Biden, here, here, I got a recommendation. If you're going to sniff a little girl, go down to Arkansas and sniff your seventh granddaughter you don't take credit for. Go down there to Navy Joan and, and, and sniff her. Her mother probably clutch too, you creep. And, and just so that we're fair, and no, you can't take Air Force One down to see the seventh granddaughter that with Dr. Jill Biden, you can't see the seventh granddaughter you don't claim. I uh, talked to Mike Lindell, and we'll do a uh, we'll do a promo code for my pillow. Promo code pervert for Joe Biden, so he can go down and sniff. I couldn't believe it. Guys, sitting there sniffing the poor little girl's terrified. She's traumatized. I thought they were gonna call a childhood services in Lithuania. He'd be locked up in Vilnius. He looked like Hunter on a pile of blow. We know where Hunter got that sniffing ability. <laughs> that, that's one thing. The only thing I disagree with Rudy Giuliani, really said I put them all in prison, all in jail, with for the Biden crime family. I said, they're not a family. It's a pack of feral dogs. Hunter's laptop, Dr. Joe Biden, she's one of those selected people in the state. The Delaware's got the toughest laws in, the, in any state in the union because of the Bo Biden, uh, you know, uh, conference, the Bo Biden Institute, whatever, toughest on, on, on messing with children. Th throughout the whole laptop from hell, it's nothing but the, the daughters-in-law at the morning about the little nieces and Hunter Biden. Where's Joe Biden in that? Where are you, Dr. Biden? You're lecturing the rest of the country. Where are the pack of feral dogs you raised? Hell yeah, I'm gonna go there. We gotta get, we gotta turf these people out of the White House. They've made a disgrace of the White House. Look at that, look at that, look at that transgender ideology flag. They got hiding in the place of honor instead of old glory. Look what they got going on in the White House. And then afterwards, afterwards, yeah, afterwards, oh, they're so sorry, they didn't know it was going to happen. Zen Master Jean-Pierre, oh, I didn't know it happened, right? She's giving you, she's giving you one hand clapping all the time. Okay, here we go. I love audience participation. Warren Posse added. Of course they're all in business with Soros. And they got the Soros boy, he's going to take over all the money. He's there with the Pope. He's there with the Pope having an audience. How many of you have had audiences with the Pope? How many traditional Catholics? No, because the FBI is spending their time calling you guys domestic terrorists. That day is over. Donald Trump said it, and he said it best. It's not the CCP, it's not the KGB, it's not the Mullahs. The number one enemy of this country of freedom and liberty is the administrative in the deep state. And on the afternoon, on the, they have to understand something. We're gonna hit you with a blowtorch. Okay, no more games. We're gonna hit you with a blowtorch. That blowtorch, we're gonna not just deconstruct it, we're gonna rip it apart. We're not just gonna change policy, we're gonna start by bottom blowing personnel. And for every person in there, every person in there today, you've got time enough to come forward as a whistleblower. Talk about what happened to the children. Talk about what happened on the assassinations. Talk about taking the liberties of your fellow citizens. If you don't come forward by high noon on the 20th of January, you're guilty. You're guilty. You're nothing more than the Gestapo. You're nothing more than the SS, and you're guilty. Come forward now. We'll have an altar call. Come down here and tell us exactly what went on. Do it for your honor. Do it for the country. The reason Fox is not showing this is this is a political and information war, and they understand your warriors. You you can smell the fear come out of Sixth Avenue. You know why? They can't control you. They can't control Charlie Kirk. They can't control Tucker Carlson. They can't control it. They've lost the narrative. 
and they're going to back and fill now with sitting on the white couch where Glenn Youngkin's raising a lot of money and isn't this, it's all irrelevant. Donald J. Trump will be the Republican nominee. Trump's going to get north of 80 million votes, and Donald J. Trump is going to be the 47th president of the United States. And just like in ancient Rome, like Cincinnati, he's going to come back from the plow, and he's going to lead us to liberty and freedom. There's nothing to debate. You're either on the side of liberty, you're on the side of freedom, you're on the side of this republic, or you're on the other side, and there's no excuses. This is as black and white as it can get, but it all depends on you. Trump's the instrument, but you are the power. And remember, this is everything. You, you cannot relent, you cannot give up. Every day you must hammer, hammer, hammer. For, for Scott, it's not morning in America, it's the middle of the dark of night. But I can see the sunlit uplands five or six years out after toil and struggle and fight and fight and victory after victory after victory. You put fear in them because they can't control you. Are you with me? I can't hear you. Republic of the United States of America. Yeah. 